0: Hello, everyone. Once again, it's a joy to have you with us today. Thank you for watching our broadcast, and I trust that it will be a very profitable time for you. I don't want you to waste your time. I want it to be profitable, and I believe if you'll give me your undivided attention, then you can walk away saying it has been good to watch this broadcast. You know, today we're going to take you into the Southwest Believers Convention that was uh, conducted in 2015, last year. I was preaching in that Convention, along with Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, Jesse DePlanis, Keith Moore, uh, Bill Winston, Creflo Dollar. What a great convention it was! And this particular service, I entitled "Supernatural Provision." You know, signs, wonders, and miracles are not to be limited to healing in the body. You know, physical healing. But supernatural provision is also a vital part of the ministry of Jesus. In fact, one of the first miracles that Jesus performed was not a healing on someone, but a supernatural provision. And we're going to take you into this service where we show you that part of the signs and wonders and miracles that we can expect in these last days is supernatural provision. The Apostle Paul made this statement in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19 but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You know, it doesn't surprise me that God does supply my need because he said he would. What does surprise me is how he goes about doing it. And many times it is in ways that I couldn't dream up in a thousand years. So I just have to say it's supernatural. So if you have need in your life today, you're facing great challenges. I want you to watch very closely and you'll see that God is interested in supplying every need in your life. Watch this. I'll be back in a moment. Let's go to John chapter 6. I've been sharing with you uh, in obedience to the Lord regarding the prophetic word that I received concerning visitations, manifestations, and demonstrations of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to read all of that prophetic word. That was just a part of it. You could go to the website and download it and look at it if you'd like to. But also in that prophetic word, and this came on October the 18th, 2014, while I was uh, preparing for my annual minister's conference, and one of the things he also included was that it would be known as a year for supernatural provision and great breakthroughs. Supernatural provision, And great breakthroughs, hallelujah. How many of you could use a great breakthrough? How about supernatural provision, praise God. Now, see, that I want to show you tonight supernatural provision and breakthroughs come under the category of visitations, manifestations, demonstration of the Holy Ghost, just as much as healing and deliverance and and miracles in your physical body. Amen. 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 Yes, sir. So let's look at John chapter 6. And it says in verse 1 After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles. Notice they followed him because they saw the miracles. They saw the miracles. The masses today need to see some things. Yes, sir particularly the people that are so perverted and so consumed with lust and perversion and so forth like it is in our world today, it's going to take the preaching of the Word and signs and wonders and miracles to reach a lot of these people. The reason they don't want to come to church a lot of times is because all they hear is talk and they don't ever see anything. Did I touch a nerve there? So notice they saw, they followed him because they saw the miracles which he did on them that were diseased. And then it says in verse 5, when Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great multitude come unto him, he saith unto Philip, you know the story about, you know, feeding these people. Uh, Brother Copeland talked about this and and uh, in one of his services, and you know, there could have been 15, 20, even up to 50,000 people that we're talking about here. And so, Jesus, after healing their bodies, after delivering them from demonic spirits, then the next thing he begins to demonstrate is his ability to provide supernaturally. Amen. Amen. So notice we see both occurring here in this same chapter. We see the miracles, the healings, the deliverances where people who were diseased and bound and in captivity being set free. And then he also shows us that he's capable of not only healing and delivering people, but providing for them supernaturally. Can you say amen? amen? And he took the loaves and the fishes and so forth and broke them and they passed it down among that crowd and everybody was filled, it said. Didn't say everybody got a little dab. It said they were full. They were full. I fed Jesse today and he told me later, I'm full. You know? <laughs> and every time I go to Jesse's, place in New Orleans. I get full. I save up for about a week knowing we're going to eat, man. There ain't going to be no dieting in New Orleans. And I am so full when I leave there, but it's a wonderful full. Hallelujah. These people were full and there was still plenty left over. Now, wouldn't you agree five loaves, two fishes, perhaps 50,000 people, that would come under the category of supernatural provision. Everybody say supernatural provision. So in this story, Jesus demonstrates. Now, let's remember in um, chapter 5 and verse 30, Jesus made this statement. I can of mine own self do nothing. The latter part of that verse, he says, I seek not Mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. And then later in chapter 6, in verse 38, he says, for I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. So apparently healing people and providing supernaturally for them was the will of God. Because Jesus said, I only do those things that please my Father. I don't do anything of myself. Everything I do, I'm demonstrating the Father's will. So say this with me. It's the Father's will to heal, it's the will to and it's, heal. The will to it's the Father's will to provide. Why just take one and not the other when you can have both? Hallelujah. Amen. 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 It's the Father's will to heal. It's the Father's will to provide. So Jesus demonstrates how God not only wanted them to experience healing and deliverance and miracles where their diseased bodies was concerned, but he also wanted them to know that he's capable of providing supernaturally for them. It was an opportunity for Jesus to show them that nothing, and us as well, as we read the story, that nothing is impossible with God. Hallelujah. He can provide for you just as easily as he can heal you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. What, what is a million dollars to God if he can heal you of cancer? Amen. Huh? If God can heal you of cancer, you think providing you, if you had need of a million dollars, would be sweat off his brow? You think he'd choke at that? No. He's proving it's just as easy for God to heal or, or to provide As it is for him to heal, praise God. Can you say amen? Amen. Are you still with me? He's not only Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, but He's also Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides, hallelujah. Now, I'm making this point because I want you to understand that supernatural provision is just as much a part of visitations, manifestations, and demonstrations of the Holy Ghost as healing and deliverance. And miracles are. In fact, I want you to notice in this chapter, look at verse 2 once again. Look at the word miracles. They saw his miracles. Then drop down to verse 14, after he had provided for them supernaturally, it says, Then those men, when they had seen the miracle, now notice both of them are referred to as a miracle, healing all those people. And then providing for them. And in the literal Greek, this word uh, uh, miracle actually means a sign or a token. A sign or a token. So once again, it proved that God not only heals, but he provides. That's why the Apostle Paul, much later, when he wrote the letter, the epistle uh, to the Philippian church that we know as Philippians, chapter 4, verse 19, He said, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Notice he didn't hesitate when he said it. I mean, he said it boldly and clearly so all would know that my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Can you give the Lord a shout over that? Amen? Supernatural provision for God's people will be a sign to the world that we live in today that our God is indeed alive and there is no other God like him. Amen. He's alive and there's no other God like him. Supernatural provision will be one of God's ways of getting the world's attention when they don't know where to turn, and everything they've trusted in before is caving in around them, and yet we are abounding, we are excelling, we are increasing, we are prospering, then it makes the God we serve attractive. Hallelujah. How do you think they will respond when the blessing is working in your life like it worked in Abraham's life? God told Abraham and Genesis chapter 12, verse 2, I will bless thee. I'm going to bless you, Abraham. And by chapter 13, one chapter later, verse 2, and Abraham was already rich in cattle and sheep and herds and gold and silver. Why? Because God pronounced the blessing on him. Don't you know that got somebody's attention? And before God was through with Abraham, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 24 and verse 1 that God had blessed him in every way. Hallelujah. In all things. Everybody knew who Abraham was because they could see what God had done for him. God said, I'm going to make your name distinguished. Amen. And it's because of the blessing that was on him. What do you think people are going to think when they see that same blessing working on you and through you and in you, like it worked in Abraham. Because Abraham's blessing is ours. Shout that with me Abraham's blessing is mine. Amen. Well, how many chapters is it going to take you? It took Abraham one chapter. How many chapters will it take in our lives? Abraham was very rich, one translation says. Wealthy, rich, because God pronounced the blessing upon him. So once again, how do you think people around you, people in this world that we live in today are going to respond when the blessing is working in our behalf like it did in Abraham's? Or how about the way it did for Isaac, his son? In Genesis 26, It says, and the man waxed great. Everybody say, waxed great. great. Now, that's not a Texas term. Nobody in Texas says that, unless you're like us. (laughs) Next time, when you go home and somebody says, how are you doing? Just say to them, waxing great, thank you. (laughs) Huh? Yeah, waxing great, thank you. The Bible says that Isaac waxed great and went forward until he became very great. Now, the Amplified defines this as, he gained more and more until he became very wealthy and distinguished. So when you're waxing great, that means you're gaining more and more. That means the Spirit increases on you, praise God. That means every time you turn around, God's adding something. Glory to God. <clears throat> so now smile at somebody and say, because you now know what it means, I am waxing great. Hallelujah. I am waxing great. Glory to God. Now, you got to remember that this was taking place in Isaac's life when everybody else around him was experiencing a famine. Read Genesis 26. Verse 1, and there was a famine in the land, but it didn't affect Isaac. Why? Because that blessing was working in him. That blessing was working for him. In fact, when nobody else had crops, he's receiving hundredfold on his seed sown. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. What do you think people are going to think about you when they're experiencing famine and you're waxing great? You mean, Brother Jerry, that could really happen to us? Well, why not? It's the same covenant. I mean, it's the same blessing, the blessing of Abraham. A lot of you have been going around talking that, confessing that, singing that all these years. When are we going to believe it? Look at somebody and say, I really believe. believe. Abraham's blessing is mine. Say, it's on me right now. now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what that does? That gives you an advantage You have something on you that most of the rest of the world don't know anything about. That's right. Amen. It's on you right now. Yeah. Not when you get to heaven. You walked in here with it, you're going to walk out of here with it, praise God. And when you leave this convention, wherever you go, wherever your home might be, no matter what's going on back there, you're going to walk right in the middle of it with something on you that is far greater than that challenge, hallelujah. And it is the blessing of Almighty God. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. God promises in Psalm 37, 19, they, speaking about his people, shall not be ashamed in evil time, and in days of famine, they shall be satisfied. The New Living Translation, I like this, it says, they will not be disgraced in hard times. They will, and in famine, they will have more than enough. They will not be disgraced in hard times. They will have more than enough, even in the midst of hard times and famine and even bad economy. Let your neighbor say, more than enough. Now, I ask you again, don't you think that will get the non-believers' attention? when they're experiencing hard times and they don't know where to turn and everything they've ever trusted in that man has built is caving in, crushing around them. They're pulling their hair out. They're at their wit's end. They don't know what to do, and yet they see you excelling. They see you increasing, waxing great. Don't you think that's going to get their attention? Once again, this is a vital part of the last day's visitations manifestations and demonstrations of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You mean, Brother Jerry, oh, everybody in the body of Christ is going to be rich? No. Everybody in the body of Christ has the potential. Yes, sir. Come on. I Did I lose you? Huh? I mean, God can be moving, and, and a lot of people sit right in the middle of it and not be affected by it. They don't mix their faith with it. That's proven in the ministry of Jesus when he was in that house teaching among those doctors of the law and the Pharisees. And the Bible says, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them all. Who's them all? All them doctors of the law, all those Pharisees, all those religious people. The power of the Lord was in that building. But you keep reading and not one of them was healed. Why? Nobody tapped into it. Now, there was somebody healed, but it wasn't one of them. Some outsiders brought that man in and lowered him through the roof. And Jesus said, man, your sins are forgiven and you are healed. You're made whole, praise God. Why? Somebody tapped into what was already present. Folks, deep down on the inside of you is the potential to excel, to rise above. To increase, to wax great, to be uh, financially well off beyond your wildest imaginations, but will you ever tap into it? A miracle in a person's physical body, being totally set free of cancer, tuberculosis, or whatever else, you know how loud that would speak to the non-believer. Well, so would when you don't know where you're going to turn financially and you're about to lose everything you got and God supernaturally blesses you with a financial breakthrough that speaks just as loud as somebody who got healed of cancer. Can you say amen? Praise God. Wasn't that exciting? You know, it's always a joy to know that you can count on God. I've been in this for 47 years now, living by faith, counting on God, depending on him to meet my every need. And you know, I have this testimony. He's never let me down. Not one time. He's been faithful, never disappointed me. You say, well, I just don't know how you can get to that place. Well, first of all, it begins with studying his word. Go through the Bible and find all the examples you can find of how God supernaturally met the needs of people. You know, they were people back then, just like we are people today. They had needs back then, just like we have needs today. And the Bible says that God never changes. So if he would supply their needs, then he's certainly interested in supplying your needs as well. In fact, the Bible even says we have a better covenant founded upon better promises. One of the things I learned a long time ago is don't limit God. Don't limit God to, you know, the way he met a need before I've had God meet my needs in so many different ways. And I finally realized that God has been at this a long time. He's been at this faith thing a whole lot longer than you and I have. And he knows how to meet your need in ways that, once again, you and I couldn't dream up in a thousand years. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah that his ways are not our ways, that his ways are higher than our ways. That just simply means that he's not limited in his thinking, the way you and I are. He's not limited to the natural. You know, just by time you think, well, there's just no way that God could do this. He'll show you that he is capable of doing anything that you desire and need him to do. Nothing is impossible with God. And i tell you, I have had him meet my needs in ways that I just sat back in awe of his greatness there's a scripture in the book of Job that even says that his ways, uh, it, it says they're past understanding. In other words, he has no limits on how he can supply a need in your life. The Bible even says from the message translation that he is famous for unexpected acts. His surprises have no end. I love that. He's famous for unexpected acts and there's no end to his surprises. Just get up every day saying, God, I'm believing for surprises today. I don't know how you're going to supply my need, but I do know you promised that you would, and I'm taking you at your word. And then just walk around with a smile on your face, a dance in your step, and the attitude that somehow, some way, God is going to get me over. And once again, He's never disappointed me, and he's no respecter of persons. I want to take you into uh, an announcement about our special offer this week. Once again, three CDs on provision for your vision. Do you have a vision from God? Do you have a dream from God? Do you believe he gave it to you? Then if he gave it to you, shouldn't you have every right to expect him to finance it, to help you uh, get it uh, in position to come to pass? I do. I believe God, if he gives the vision, if he gives the dream, then he will help you bring it to pass. In these series, you're going to learn how to tap in to supernatural provision. And then my book, On Every Day of Blessing Day. That's part of that waking up every morning, expecting surprises. Every day of Blessing Day. I expect God's blessing to manifest in my life every day. And you can do the same. I'll teach you how from this great book. I want you to watch the announcement, then we'll be back in just a moment.
1: It is God's desire that you walk in His blessing every day. In the book, Every Day, a Blessing Day, Jerry Savelle reveals what the blessing of God is and how this supernatural empowerment is designed to make you prosper and excel. When the world says downsize and decrease, you can rise above. You can experience the joy and freedom that come from making every day a blessing day. In the three CD series, Provision for Your Vision, Jerry Savelle shares God-given wisdom on carrying out vision. In this message, you will learn how to know your vision is from God, why God only entrusts his vision to the vision. Visionary, how God will provide for you to carry out his vision, the biblical checklist for receiving your harvest, the possible stumbling blocks to receiving the provision, and much more. Don't wait. Request this visionary package, including every day a blessing day and provision for your vision. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org, gain the understanding you need to apply the power of God's blessing and carry out your vision today.
0: I can't stress to you enough the importance of these resources being in your home. Three CDs, provision for your vision. You know, in this series, I'll teach you how to stand and having done all to stand, stand, what you should do while you're waiting for the manifestation of your vision. The book of Habakkuk says that you must tarry and wait for the vision because if you do, then it will surely come to pass. What do you do? Between the time the vision is placed in your heart and it comes to pass. You'll learn that from this series. Also, once again, the book, Every Day a Blessing Day, how that you can get up every day expecting the blessing of God to manifest in your life. Order these resources today. Go to jerrysavelle.org and it'll show you how that you can place your order and we'll send them to you right away. Thank you, partners. You're such a blessing to us. And I want to encourage you to continue to support this ministry like you always have. We appreciate you very much, and we ask that all of you that are watching that are not a partner, please consider being one. God bless you, and I'll see you again next week.
1: Our mission, motivate, evangelize, disciple, reach out. Jerry Savelle Ministries International fulfills this mission by taking the good news to every walk of life with inspiring and motivational resources, chariots of light Christian bikers, Africa famine relief,
0: pastoral
1: training, television broadcast. When you partner with Jerry Savelle Ministries International, we're fulfilling this mission together. Together, we're spreading the good news. We're encouraging and equipping people from around the world to be winners through Christ Jesus. Together, we're feeding thousands in famine stricken lands. We're supporting widows and orphans as Jesus commanded. Become a partner today at jerrysavelle.org. Together, we're fulfilling God's purposes and plans.